The Super Bowl is right around the corner. But first, let's talk about the road to get there. Welcome to part one of a two episode special. What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode here on the Sean's Take Podcast. Today, I'm sitting with a man who has been on the podcast before. It's been a minute since he's been on, and that would be Benny Anderson, and he's here to talk some NFL football. So, everybody, uh, glad to be here. Thanks, Sean, for having me on, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, and there's a lot to talk about. A lot. This is a two-part episode. Obviously, this episode's airing this Thursday. The next one's going to come next week for you listeners we're going to break down the conference championship games in the NFL. And then next week when you come back, Benny and I will be talking about the Super Bowl, giving our official Super Bowl predictions. Benny, first things first, though, this is week 100 of the Sean's Take podcast. So welcome for a very special episode. Shout out to you, man. I mean, it's been really cool just since we started going to school together, getting to know you what, the spring or whatever when you committed or committed yeah. whatever before? During the pandemic, really. Is when we yeah. first started talking and we talked about and, shows and media stuff. And, yeah, and just seeing the growth and how you've just taken this and just drawn up, whether it be TikTok or IG, and just in general, man, I mean, it's just quite a, I mean, just in being like a little, being even featured on the show because... I mean, listeners, this is a real genuine dude, and I mean, you could take this as far as war. Oh, well, well, I appreciate that, Benny, and thank you for, for supporting me every step of the way with yeah, it. Of course, brother. And now, unfortunately, today, uh, it's not going to be a topic that you want to talk about too about much, it. and that would be what happened to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it's I'm still trying to just grasp. What exactly happened in that game? I mean, I feel like I haven't felt this way since we lost to Tennessee in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. You know, Earl Thomas, Derrick Henry, stiff arm Earl Thomas out of the league, pretty much. I mean, and no disrespect, Earl Thomas, one of the best players ever do it. But I mean, that was just, it's just a heartbreaking type of game. And, to lose to Kansas City with our Taylor Swift and Travis K- and all that just I mean, you know, there was so much going into this film. Like we, you know, you couldn't my for you page on Instagram on Reels was literally just filled with Lamar, say us, Lamar, and the edits, oh my goodness, people are way too talented. Mm-hmm. But like, bro, oh what what what's your biggest takeaway from that game? My biggest takeaway is that the Kansas City Chiefs are just their reigning Super Bowl champions Great. for a reason. Because I was big on the Ravens. I picked them to win this game. And I thought this was going to be the year where Lamar would get his Super Bowl. Yeah. And if he gets that Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, he would have two MVP awards, a Super Bowl, 
a Super Bowl MVP award. That cements a Hall of Fame career right yep. right then and there, and he'd yep. still have a lot more football up to play. I really thought it was the year for the Ravens. I thought they were the most complete and dominant team in the AFC, and I thought it was the year it was going to all come together. Yep. But there's something about Kansas City. There is. Being an underdog, that pissed them off. Yep. All the critics saying, oh, well, you've always had it at home. You've never had to do it on the road. That pissed them off. Yep. And they came in, and they played their brand of football, and they, like they always do, played it outstanding defense in the postseason. And what they want to shout out to for Kansas City is they, that offensive line played out of their mind. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, you know, we'll, you know, during the season, was it like we wanted all the offsides? Oh, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, all they can't get in. Oh, maybe they should just pay Orlando Brown. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Right? And Joe Dude, Dude uh, I don't want to say his name wrong, but Joe Dude, one of the best guards in the league, he's out. Nick Allegretti steps up, jumps in there. And I think the thing that is consistent, I think a lot of it back to your line coach, Andy Hett. Like, time and time again, uh, you can doubt the Chiefs O-line or whatever, but, like, man, then they, they come ready to play every single time when it counts. I think back to the Super Bowl versus the Eagles. I mean, what, it was Andrew Wiley and Orlando uh, Brown Jr. And we were like, oh, how they going to block Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave. But all of those guys, and every single time they put it together, and most importantly, man, that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's going to try to be the greatest quarterback. He really is, especially if he gets another Super Bowl He's this year. Absolutely. He's the Tom Brady of this generation. He, they are the patrons of this generation. I doubt it'll be interesting to see what happens when Kelsey's done, but it don't look like he's slowing down. And he definitely did not get slowed down by the rate. No, and that's what I was going to point out. 11 targets, 11 receptions. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand from a defensive perspective, you know what's going to happen. You do. But there's just nothing, it seems like, that you can do to prevent that man from getting the ball. And I think it's another thing, too. One of the things that um, they talk about, and I guess I got from, like, the QB1 show, uh, is that Mahomes and Kelsey's connection is so unique Mm -hmm. to the point to where, like, you know, certain spots, oh, they trust Kelsey. I mean, he's been there long enough, but they trust Mahomes to where it's like, okay, this is his own. This is what we got. Find space. I'll find you. Get open. I'll find you. And that's huge. It is. That's huge. It's 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 huge because it opens up the offense. And I mean, we can talk about all we want. Let's let's just keep it a book right here. I mean, the Chiefs receivers this year in comparison, it's like years past, they don't really have the same you know, star power or whatever. But like they're still under ways to play. Kelsey is yes. a big part of that. I mean, you got the greatest tight end of all time. I'm I'm Sorry, Rob Gronkowski. No, I like, I mean he's the. Go, I think it, it's it, yeah. Go. It's hard not to say he's that. Go. Yeah, I, like that's that's that. In my opinion, he is the goat. Isaiah Pacheco, very very talented running. I mean, this is and they, it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. This is just exactly what they do. So I mean, I'm I'm as a Ravens fan, it hurts. And um, honestly, I, I, it's going to be very interesting to see what we do this off season. We've got we got to pay some people, man. You do. And there's a lot of pieces in place, but the cap is not no. a simple thing to maneuver. No, it's not. And we we had so many guys, like one year do guy veteran step up who played big for us. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is one of them. I don't know if Aguilar is on a one year deal, so I, I might be wrong. But I'm pretty sure. You, I think you maybe. Yeah, um, Odell was on the one year with the was it a player option or a team option? Or maybe not. It might have just been a straight up one year yeah. deal. Yeah, with a lot of incentives. That play, we got. We have to pay ninety two medical key. Yeah, God, no, that's Matt, a must, and he's going to have a big market. So yeah. Patrick Queen, uh, I mean, balled out, but I, I think it's 
pretty safe to say that I, I would be very surprised if the Ravens are able to pay both him and Roquan. I would love it if they did, but we don't have a quarterback on a rookie contract anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to get that done. Um, and then you just look at like the roster in general. I mean, Stanley's getting older. Right? He's, he's not the same tackle that he was. Um, to the point where we were rotating tackles. I really like John Simpson. I really, really like John Simpson, the guard. I like I, as as an offensive lineman myself. I like I'm not gonna lie. This all season, I'm gonna study a lot of John Simpson tape because I love the physicality he plays with. I really do. Kevin Zeller, we gotta make a decision. Right? Like, is he's gotta make a decision? Am I retiring? Am I coming back for another year? Can we pay him for another year and then Cleveland our guy? I don't think so. Like, I don't. I don't think the organization has shown that they trusted him to be the guy. So I'm yeah, I'll say when I signed John Simpson in the offseason. So like those are just those are just things, man, that like you you gotta kinda take it all in, you know. So. Yeah, and it's I mean, those are the daunting questions heading into an offseason is you have Lamar Jackson, you have a lot of pieces on this team, your Super Bowl window is staying very much open, but it's hard to round out rosters. And as we flip over to the Lions 49ers game, we heard Dan Campbell head coach of the Lions say, you're never guaranteed to be back in a conference championship game. And obviously, the four teams that made it this year are going to be four of the favorites to get back, but that is no guarantee. There's a lot of good teams in the league. A lot happens in an NFL offseason. And I would say I think the Ravens are going to be back. Yeah. But there is no guarantee because there's going to be teams looking to take your spot. So now let's head over to the Lions 49ers the tail of two halves in this. Tail of two halves, man. Hey, Brock Purdy, you are not no game manager. Cam Newton, I have the utmost respect for you. I think you're really spot on about a lot of those guys. But I think it's safe to say that Brock Purdy outplayed expectations. I think, I mean, I think, I mean, I was making plays with his feet and with his arm. And I think he's proven that he's more than just a game manager. I, re- I really didn't. I really didn't. 100%. And I don't understand why Brock Purdy is the man people love to hate. You would think with the underdog story, and people loved it last year, but Mr. Irrelevant, it's not a feel-good story for people anymore. People want to hate the guy. Well, you know how the media placed it. And that's, that's very true. They you up to Terry Dan. Yes. Yeah. But I also think that there is, like, especially, like, after that Ravens game, we kind of snug it up. I mean, that's 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 fair to say that, you know, people felt validated in some of the criticisms <laughs> of Brock Purdy and, who he is as a, as a player being supportive with all that talent in that 49ers offense. I mean, those guys come in, they rally behind that guy. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he he's getting it done. So, I think a Super Bowl win would just put the exclamation point. It would do a lot. And I will say that, you know, the talent around him, it makes sense That's why people make these arguments. But I think the difference is, is you see, like you said, those guys follow him. He is the leader of that team. Yep. And for those guys to buy into him like that shows he's not just a system player, who a game manager here who, oh, you're lucky enough to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. We could put anybody in, and they'd have the same success. The guys in that locker room bought into Brock Purdy big time, and they follow him, and they look up to him to lead this team. And that's what shows me he is a franchise quarterback. He's not just a plug-and-play because you have good talent and a good system around, he wouldn't get the respect he gets from the guys in that locker room if he wasn't really that guy. Yeah, and I, I forget another thing, too. I think that we just kind of forget 
man, the 49ers believe he's that guy. That Trey Lance was the third, was he the third? Third overall the pick, third. and they gave up, what, three first-round picks to, to trade up to get yeah, And there's so much capital. Yeah. And then you trade him to Dallas. That, that had to be the biggest boost of confidence to Rock Brady saying, we are doubling down that we want you here. Yep. And that's what I'd like to say. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, Trey Lance's situation just didn't play out well for him and for San Fran. But um, that's what the season not time to guy or anything, but they, they, they rolled us to Brock Purdy, and that's how it goes. And it's they, they've wound up in the Super Bowl. Oh, I know what I would love to see. I'd love to see Trevor Williams get a get a, get a, um, get a Super Bowl. He does deserve it. There's, there is, there are a lot of people in the 49ers. Trent Williams deserves one. I would love to see Debo Samuel get one. I've, I've really liked him as a player, just the physicality he brings to the receiver position. Christian McCaffrey yeah. deserves one as much as anybody in the league with the talent that he has and the production he's given us. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of people to root for. And on one hand, with the Chiefs, you can root for legacy. And building a legacy. Root for Taylor Swift. You can root for Taylor Swift. And on the other hand, for the 49ers, a lot of first-time guys who would be first-time Super Bowl champions that it would really, really be nice to see them get a ring. Yeah, for sure. Now, for the Detroit Lions. Detroit. They had it. They had it locked up. So you brought up a good point when we were talking, you know, uh, pre-production for this meeting, uh, for this podcast that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with the Detroit, like we saw it, right? Could can one be hit that field goal? What were you thinking, right? Flip, like, take the points, take the points, take the points. And man, hindsight's 2020, right? If, if it's easy to make that decision, it's a distract. But Sean, I'll let you, what was your punching like? What got the Lions to where they are? Absolutely. They were bold. They were going for it. When they were up, they wanted to crush you yep. and break your spirit. And if they get that fourth down conversion and score a touchdown, that's exactly what happened. You know, so you can look at it as in you should have, would have, could have, didn't. But that's not the reality of it. The reality is Detroit got there playing that brand of football. In the biggest moment, you don't need to switch up what got you there. Now, the thing too, though, is if that's the style that you play, then will things like this happen, like, it's fair to say, you know, Coach Campbell is all you. We've, we've seen it. You're a Ravens fan. We've seen the Ravens put it on the line. And lose. Convert and, and, lose. And, yes. and lose. And it's, and we see it the, is hard. Yes. But, it, but there we are. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's also, that's the brand of football you're playing in. That's how your team is built. And all of a sudden, if you do kick a field goal, you're going to have guys kind of be like, this isn't us. Like, we want to end this thing. Because what if you kick the field goal? Right. What if you miss the field goal? You miss it, give them good field position. It's, it's the same story. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, and I, I, I think it's extremely fair to um, look at Dan Campbell and say, this was all you. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan Campbell, some coach that would, they did that locker. I don't, I don't think it's crazy to make that inference. But I, I, you know what? Just before we go, I want to address something. There's a um, Lamar Jackson, okay? Lamar Jackson is a ball player. He's a very great quarterback. He's an elite quarterback. He's one of the top three quarterbacks in this league. I'm I'm very comfortable. No, I'm I'm good with. I'm gonna that. go Mahomes, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mahomes, and then Josh, maybe Josh Allen. I think Lamar is over Burrow. I mean, just because Burrow is out this year, and I, I just think it's those four, and then it's everybody below. Yeah, but like, um, 
The thing that bothers me is I'm I don't know I don't know her name. I don't know it. But I don't like the little like you know, I like my quarterback to be quarterback he. I've hated that. I don't like that narrative. I, I think it's 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 played out. Yeah. And I don't I'm not quite sure. I think I don't know. You talk about quarterback he. I mean I don't even think it was quarterbacking that kind of took away them for the game. I'm not saying Lamar played like the game of his life or anything like that, but I was just surprised that they abandoned the problem. Like, now that was the big question too, and you know, I, I mean, I think it's odd. It's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, "Why do you run the ball more?" Right. And uh, and maybe they're saying that in the building as well. But yeah. there's a reason for things that we don't know, and I don't know what that reason is. Right. And maybe it was just. Knowing the run wasn't going to work or something, it's it's confusing for us. But right. it's it's easy, and you see it on all the all the shows the day after the game, or you know how bad of a game plan. None of those people are sitting in that room in that building. They're not putting a game plan together. Yeah. And the Ravens felt that was the best way for them to win the game. Yep. And they let's, it was a lot closer than it real than people make it seem like. It was. Let's be honest here. Let's speak of the others here. Zay Flowers, absolutely amazing game. I think he's going to be one of the best receivers in this league. Agree. Probably starting next season. Mm -hmm. I'll put money on that. Now they'll be like they'll be on my fantasy team if I have my way. Yep. But and you know there was a couple penalties in that game. Like the taunting penalty hurts. It hurts. I mean it hurts. And I'm not saying like it was kind of like they're grown men playing football in the AFC Champions game. Like come on, but. That's the rules that happens. I mean, another thing, you know, we we get coached this in college. I mean, I have all those linemen, so I don't really get the ball or nothing like that. Like, man, when you're that close to the goal line, or even when you think there's a chance where you're not 110 percent sure that you're gonna cross, yeah. don't extend. Don't extend. And it's hard to do it. And I also you have to wonder, because he was upset at himself that he yeah. got that penalty. He was trying to make up for getting them that penalty. I know he was. You have to think if maybe that penalty doesn't happen. Oh, it's way easier. If he if he in that same scenario wouldn't reach the ball out, yep. just you'd be complacent with like we're going to be on the one yard line, we're going to punch it in the next play. Another thing I would like to say before we end, I thought that was pass interference on the Isaiah Likely intercept. Fluttered and person. I don't know how that's Fluttered not called. I also thought Odell was held on the final yep. drive. Yep, absolutely. And I don't know how these are no calls. It seems like if it happened the other way. People would be all over the refs screwed the Chiefs, but nobody wants to say the refs screwed the Raiders. I'll have to push back on you with that one. I think what is it, the people talk about like the NFL script or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I was people are rallying about because I, I mean I kind of feel the same way. It just seems like there's all this like attention on like the Chiefs. Taylor Swift. Chiefs, Chiefs. I mean, I'm, let's just call it what it is. It's Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, like yeah. that is what she's brought so much money in the time to. Yeah. To I mean, that's just the truth. That's just the mm -hmm. fact of the matter. And league loves that, but I mean, you couldn't help but watch that game and feel like there's a lot of opportunities left. But the other thing, too, is if you know that is the situation that you're going into and you know that the rest are, you can never play the game. Be like, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't play hoping right. something's going to go. Opportunities were out there. They were. Opportunities didn't get capitalized upon. So, I mean, hey. That when you leave things up to chance, especially if you already feel like the system's upset up against you. And that's what's going to happen every single time. Yep. yep. So it was two good games, though. They were two entertaining and games. Fantastic games. Couldn't ask for a much better edge. No, and, and really a much better postseason thus way. I mean, we had great wild card and the visual rounds and then almost upsetting the 49ers. 
divisional round as well. The Texans gave us some great performances. It was really exciting to see them beat the Browns and it was exciting to see the Ravens put a beat down on them too, I'm sure for you. Yeah. But we've had an entertaining postseason and guys, we next week is part two of this episode where Benny and I give you our Super Bowl predictions. We'll break down the game. We'll tell you who we think is going to be hoisting the Lombardi trophy when this season is also Absolutely. And until then, time for me to go kick Sean's butt in Madden right now. It doesn't that that doesn't happen. I, I win about ninety-nine percent of these games. So. Well, thank you for listening. Benny, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you guys next week here on the Urban Sake Podcast. Get you. You're Thanks for listening to the Sean's Take podcast and make sure to join Sean's Take on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.